Hello everyone, welcome today with Truth Reigns. I have my co-host today, which her name is Michelle and she is a medical intuitive and I'm so excited to have her here with me today because she has a gift that is absolutely amazing and I want her to share a little bit about what it is that she does and who she is and then we will get started to so Michelle. The floor is yours, darling. Thank you, Atoya. Thank you. Um, well, I'm Michelle. <laughs> My last name is Clenard, and uh, I help people who are really frustrated with how they feel. And <clears throat> when I say how they feel, I mean like physically, but also mentally, emotionally, and even just in general, how, how it how their interactions in life and their outcomes and, and relationships are maybe not working for them or they, they keep working really hard and getting the same outcomes, the same experiences, the same sensations, emotional patterns keep kind of cycling out over and over again. And no matter how hard they work, that's really frustrating to just, you know, constantly feel like every time you take two steps forward, you take 10 steps backward 
Um, I help them figure out what's really going on under the surface, the root cause of the pattern or the symptom or the issue. And by doing that, we're really able to figure out why they're stuck in a cycle, why they are having a hard time connecting with certain parts of themselves. Um, some, some people who kind of resonate with this might feel like they're broken or like there's pieces of them missing. That's very common. Um, but really it's that awareness of the connection to those parts of us. So I like to, uh, help people kind of get over that hump and get to the other side and understand what their needs are, uh, what, what is really going on that's causing them to cycle in a stuck pattern and, and feel frustrated and, and get them past that, release that emotional energy from the body, release anything that's not theirs because we carry a lot of baggage that's belongs to other people whether it's collective baggage from, you know, people that we encounter throughout the day, people we care about, our family, our friends, even our ancestors, we carry a lot of emotional energy from Mm -hmm. things outside of ourselves and people outside of ourselves. Well, I would love to interject here. And one of the things that I've learned about these podcasts and me being open is that when things happen, I can come and give examples. So I would like to use myself, if you don't mind, to try to explain what that looks like in relation. Okay. So two months ago, one of my friends, she's getting certified to become a medical intuitive and she had to do body scans as part of getting her hours and things like that. And when she did that body scan, she was able to determine, you know, she's like, your adrenal, your adrenal glands are asking for some rest, which, okay, I have high blood pressure, you know, She's like, I see something in your ankle and I had just rolled my ankle. I had a lump in my thumb. She found that. But then she says, but you need to do a parasite cleanse. Your body is saying you need to do a parasite cleanse. Dragging my feet was beating my head up against the wall with just like you're saying life. And but I kept hearing parasite cleanse. One of my trainings brought up parasite cleanse. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to do this parasite cleanse. Got the parasite cleanse. Something happened and I had to go out of town. While I was there, I got to stand back and observe how my old self used to be. When I was stressed out, full of anxiety, exploding at any and everything, fussing with people, people standing around like tensed out because they're like, oh my God, like, what can we do to to make this better? And there was nothing that could happen. And I got to observe the old me, like in my face. And I was just like, whoa. (laughs) So at that point, I'm like, when I get back home, I'm starting a parasite cleanse. I knew it was going to be mentally and emotionally and physical. So I started this health journey to lose weight because I've been sick for years and all the steroids just, yeah. 
Fast forward, started the parasite cleanse. I worked with a medical intuitive that was able to go inside and say, hey, you got something in your stomach that, and it's resonating that it's a relationship issues with a female. And it looks like it may be your sister. I'm thinking, I don't have no relationship issues with my sister. Like, like in my mind, then I sat down. What came out was what was being seen was I had always had to take care of my baby sister from the time she was born. I was seven. I was holding resentment that I didn't have to get, I didn't have a childhood because I had to grow up and take care of her. But then I also had this feeling of unworthiness because it felt like no matter what I did was never good enough and she never accepted me. So ironically, my sister has surgery last week while I'm in the midst of this cleanse And I went to go see her on Saturday and guess what? All that stuff came out. Wow. And when it came out, the medical intuitive went back in and she goes, I'm not quite sure what happened, but whatever was in your stomach is completely gone now. So what was, so that was part of the poison and the toxics that were in my body. And to me, this is what a medical intuitive does because you're able to see like, Hey, your body is saying this, but, and this is where it's coming from. You can't say exactly what it is. We have to still process that we have to still put in the work, but once we let go of that, then the beauty starts to happen. Yes. The body starts to restore all of its, you know, original optimal communication and functions a little bit better. You start to feel better, Right. get all that out of the way. It makes a huge difference. And it's funny that you said like your body says, and that's really, I mean, if I were going to say in one phrase, what I do, it's listen to the body mm-hmm. and not just that, but help other people listen to their own body, because mm-hmm. that is a huge component Mm-hmm. to healing is to pay attention and observe without judgment, preferably right. <laughs> something that takes a little practice for all of us. Absolutely, I am no exception to that rule. <laughs> yeah. um, but it really is interesting that you say uh, that you felt that, or that it was uh, identified in your stomach. And then she had the surgery because it's almost like there was a a processing going on before that moment, before your sister's surgery, because the stomach and the digestive system are really the final frontier of processing things in the body. I mean, if you think about it, I mean, that's how we eliminate and emotions and the things are no different. Our memories, our emotions, things that are actively emotionally charged have to be processed through the body because the body's the filter. Absolutely. Why it's the key to Mm-hmm. you know, really getting deep into the healing process. Yeah, absolutely. So tell us a little bit about your journey. How did you decide, like, what was your journey this that led you into this? How did you get there? Because a lot of people that are coming to me, they're like, I know I'm here for something bigger and better, 
-hmm. I can see it. I can feel it. I know it, but I just don't know how to get there. And I become that bridge to help them from the dark side to the light side is what I call it. Like not that it's dark, but your closed side to your awake side. Mm -hmm. And I provide that safe bridge of safety and security as you, you make that change. So for you, how does your change look like? How did you get to the point to where you're like, this is what I'm supposed to do. This is how I tapped into my soul purpose. Well, I'm glad you asked, sort of. <laughs> so, um, it, it literally took a severe health crisis to, to get me there. And the story is itself is probably less important um, than the fact that I eventually listened to that inner voice that was screaming at me. Um, but I was actually struggling and sick um, most of my life. Um, I mean, I was actually a healthy child, very fortunate for that. Um, but I grew up with a lot of, uh, dysfunction and abuse and developed, uh, generalized anxiety disorder and depression. I mean, as early as age seven and into my teens and that carried over into my twenties, uh, from, onset of puberty, I had severe uh, re reproductive issues, PCOS, uh, uh, cysts and rupturing cysts and all kinds of things that plagued my youth. Uh, I was infertile um, and I had, you know, some minor other things. They all seemed like minor things into my, that carried over into my twenties, like all minor symptoms that I managed with, uh, pharmaceuticals and exercise and diet and things like that. And, and it was manageable for a while until it wasn't. And everything kind of started to compound. And when it, the mental and the emotional issues started to compound into deeper physical issues. And uh, it, it was just like a, I don't know, it was honestly like a dump truck, <laughs> like it's just literally burying me in physical issues to the point where um, by the time I was about 33, I had uh, well, two pages of symptoms that were all, I mean, the majority of which were quite serious. And I was basically seeing a series of doctors and nobody could really diagnose or pinpoint what was going on. And over about two and a half years of seeing a referred specialist after referred specialist um, <laughs> and the whole time I'm going from doctor to doctor, my inner voice, that little voice of intuition is going, and I was always intuitive and creative, but mm -hmm. in that moment, I just really needed something to help me feel better. <laughs> I right. really, I really didn't feel like I could help myself. Mm -hmm. I feel like I, I needed help probably for the first time in my life. Mm -hmm. I was really just wanting someone to help me and not me to, to struggle through fixing it myself. I mean, if I'm going to be completely honest, I didn't want to do it. Right. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't want to be the one to fix me. Um, and that little voice just kept getting louder and louder and louder until the 17th specialist I saw. And I remember specifically because I didn't hear a word she said because the voice in my head was so loud. I mean, I heard bits and pieces, <laughs> but it was so hard to concentrate on her because this intuitive voice in my head is literally screaming you have to fix yourself from the inside out. And I'm thinking, I don't want to. 
Right. I'm I'm already uncomfortable. (laughs) Right. But I left there and I sat in the parking lot and I sarcastically and fairly begrudgingly told that voice in my head and the whole universe (laughs) subsequently that, uh, fine, I'll listen. I'll do the thing. I don't know what I should do, but I will fix myself from the inside out, whatever that means. And like that, I knew what it meant. (laughs) And that was comical and also annoying. (laughs) So yeah, I, um, I actually realized at that moment that I would seek uh, holistic uh, healing in some way. And then I found body talk, which is the first modality that I ever trained in because the first session that I ever had, I felt 80% better when I left. Hmm. And that went on for, uh, I guess about three months. And I realized that I couldn't maintain it because there was another component. Um, it's not just energy. It's, you know, we have to kind of hit all the areas. Like uh, you have to change the way that you think and you have to pay attention to how you feel. And that's a process because I could never really identify how I felt. It was just big, intense, overwhelming, scary. And it usually looked like anger. Yeah. And a lot of that going on. So what I found out is there was a lot of grief, a lot of fear, and just a lot of pain in general going on. And so much that I, I think I actually identified with suffering. Like that, I, I think just repetitive experience <clears throat> created a, a core belief that suffering was part of who I am. And I, you know, identifying that, identifying those core beliefs that are. At one point in my life, it probably served a purpose. Like it probably helped me survive some unpleasant things in my childhood, you know, to just know that I had to keep going, even if it, even if it was hard, but then you get to a certain point when it's just, you know, you're just recycling in the same old thing and I don't want to suffer and struggle anymore. So how do you, how do you get out of that? You know, you have to figure out what the root cause is. And for me, it was that I don't actually have to struggle to survive anymore. Right. And it's, it's such a beautiful thing. Um, I, I kind of, my story is a little similar to yours. I hit, I kept praying. I was so heavily involved in church and I just kept praying for help and and it was showing up, but it's not how I thought it was supposed to show up. You know, like I'm praying for release. I'm praying to be able to sit down and breathe. I'm praying for this anxiety and stress to leave me. And when I got sick, I didn't take it as that was the answer, because if I would have sat down, because everything I was praying for was not to be working so hard and to be able to sit down. So it tried to sit me down to the point that I couldn't even walk. <laughs> but all I did was just hire a driver and just felt like this is one more thing added to the, the chaos that I already got going on is sickness and pain. <laughs> and then for years, it just kept getting worse and worse. I went one day I was fine. The next day, 
it seemed like I was on 15 bottles of medicine. They couldn't control nothing. That was like, my body was just chaotic. And then I got a phone call from the Federal Bureau of Investigation saying they were investigating my old boss. I wrecked because I, as soon as they said that, I just, everything inside me just went away. And when I came back, there's a car and the choice was hit the car, hit the ditch. I hit the ditch. And yeah, so that was a wake up call. And going through that investigation and realizing that I had zero control over anything. I mean, they took the businesses, they took every, and, and, you know, and I'm sitting here the whole time, like, I wrote a letter of resignation to leave because I felt like something was wrong. Like, how am I losing everything, you know? But I wasn't. I was gaining everything I needed because I ended up going to prison because the creator kept trying to get my attention, but I wasn't paying attention. I'd already lost all my my businesses, the way to make money, the way to live, my responsibilities. I lost, and then I lost my time away from my family and friends, but it set me down for a year. Stillness. <laughs> Had my undivided attention, because guess what? Guess what I can't worry about inside? Nothing that's going on on the outside. And so when I came home, I, and right before I went in, my cousin, I was hugging my cousin because it was going to be the last time I seen her until I came out. And I, we were at the beach and I could hear it just downloaded. You're a healer. And I'm like, what? Like, okay. So I go get in the car going about my business. And that's when I realized, like, as I was in prison, I started healing people. They would call me the medicine woman. I was Dr. Quinn in prison because no matter what anybody was going through, everybody would come to me to help me heal them mentally, physically, and emotionally. And I'm like, I was a therapist and a CEO. Like, this isn't what I do, <laughs> but it felt so natural. And so then, so then when I came home, not too long after that, I'm trying to run, start the business, do all this. And I got COVID for six months. I sat back down, except this time I didn't have my mind. And what it showed me was I set you down because I didn't want like what you were doing. You were working too hard and not doing your purpose, but you still haven't learned. So let me take your mind away this time. Then let's do this again. And at that point, I stopped all medication. I like, I have to heal holistically. There's something deeper that I have to heal. And that's where I am today. So it's, you're right. Like our bodies sometimes shut us down. And sometimes if we don't pay attention, bigger things shut us down. Yeah, those little symptoms or little issues. Right. Like and it's your body, but it's also your life around you. Like what's going on outside of you, because there's this constant exchange of information between yeah. your environment and your body. Mm -hmm. Everything is constantly influenced or influencing both ways. And so you're right. It's like you get these symptoms in your life or in your body, in your thinking, in whatever. Mm -hmm. And those are typically the, the signals that something 
something wants to change. Something needs your attention. Something there's a need somewhere for something that you're that's being missed. Right. It's an and that that is the opportunity. Find figuring out what that is. Yeah. Most of the time, it's just what we carry around in our in our body, right. which is this subconscious, subtle body debris and information. Exactly. Yeah, one of the things I I posted yesterday and I just pulled it up because the questions you just said, that's what I said. I'm like, ask yourself what you want, what you have, what's happening around you and what's happening to you. Mm -hmm. And if you could categorize those four things and look at it from a view, this viewpoint, you would be amazed at what you discover. It's true. And there's probably some dots to connect between. Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. But it helps to know what to look for too. Mm -hmm. Um, So I know, you know, myself 15 years ago, couldn't have done that. Not without some help and support. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Guidance. (laughs) I tried. And then what I found is that there's an, a never ending, uh, I don't even know what to call it. Um, it's just the never ending sinkhole of information <laughs> on the internet. Exactly. And trying to, you know, filter through what's, what's real and what's not and what's helpful and what's not and what you need and what you don't need is really overwhelming. Mm-hmm. And it added to my struggle for a while until I found somebody that actually went, stop it. Right. <laughs> Hey, let's just stand still for a second. Now watch. Right. And I said, but, but, and she went, stop it. Right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I will. I'll stop it. Yeah. Two of my favorite things that I've learned is, and, and I teach my clients this a lot. It's like, if you have to make a decision, analyze both ways. Meaning your first thing is, If I say yes, or if I do this, what what is the emotion attached to it? And if it's not a good emotion, then do the opposite. Right. How will I feel? Right. (laughs) Right. Do the opposite of that. Because if if my decision is this and and it makes me not feel fulfilled, it makes me not feel happy and it makes me feel like I'm doing it because it's going to benefit someone else, but not me, then do the opposite of that because you, that's not intended for you. And that's people, it's hard for people, but then when they start doing it, it becomes second nature because then they start to trust their themselves. Right. It recon- it's that reconnection with the body, with the body's wisdom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And sometimes that that's a really, great exercise and where it's probably needed the most is for all of the people out there who just really want to help others. And there are a lot of us out there and I'm one of them and you're one of them. So this will probably make a lot of sense. Um, We feel like we want to help others. Yeah. And then we do it to our detriment. Yeah. So helping others isn't about, and selflessly helping others isn't about doing every single thing that comes into your pathway. It's about asking that question. Do do I have space? How will it make me feel if I, if I say yes, or do this thing? And if overwhelm or, you know, potentially underappreciated or resentful comes up, or that's a common pattern, 
it's time to start saying no a little bit more often. And saying no is not selfish and it's not the opposite of, you know, showing up for others in a healing capacity or a helpful capacity. It's really just about taking, it's, it's like you have to have a full cup to pour from to help others. So you have to take time and take breaks in between so that you can show up the way you want to. Absolutely. That's an excellent way to, to figure that out though, is that question that you asked, how is this going to make me feel? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's, it's pretty powerful. And I use that in everything I do. Like I, I had a big photo shoot for this magazine and I was like, Oh, I got to go get my hair done. And then I asked myself, why do I want to get my hair straight? And it was like, because that's what other people think is beautiful is straight hair. That didn't feel good to me. So I'm like, uh-uh, yep. I'm wearing it curly. That's and right. The other question was, what am I going to wear? I'm like, oh, I can get a pretty black dress. And I'm like, why do you want to wear a black dress? And I said, because black makes you look smaller. I didn't like the way that made me feel. So no white <laughs> dress. I did the opposite. And <laughs> they were the most beautiful pictures I've ever taken in my life. That's fantastic. Because that's, that's authentically you that showed up because you asked. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. So I guess closing up, my my last thing that I would like for you to ask is if you could say one thing to anyone listening, what would be the best advice that you could give someone based on what you know today? I think that it would be don't try to do all the things. And especially when it comes to trying to heal or feel better or personal or spiritual growth, we're looking for things to do, but that's really wrapped up in productivity being our defining feature for having value. And sometimes there's more value in just, you know, focusing on you or focusing on one thing. What's one thing that I need right now? Um, And I'll be honest with you, that question is one of the hardest ones to ask when you're already overwhelmed. Yeah. Or when you're already, you're, you know, your, your body's just kind of at its limit or your, you know, your mind or whatever. Um, it's just feeling, if you're frustrated, if you're overwhelmed, if you want things to improve or you want to feel better, you want, you want to feel like you have like some ability to control how you feel and function in the world. Like, especially when things are just bombarding you, all these feelings and sensations and symptoms, um, the number one thing that you can do is really ask for help and kind of clear some space for yourself. Uh, we hear about self-care and things like that. And self-care is awesome. Um, I highly recommend it. But the thing is when we're already in that state that I described that overwhelmed or frustrated or uncomfortable state, doing more self-care or researching another thing to do is often just adding to that burden of stress. And it's not going to take you the direction that you want to go. So a good way to to figure out what you need is to ask, if I do this, how am I going to feel? Like even taking a bubble bath or something, a lot of people think of that as self-care. And I think of it as this, it depends. What's involved with taking a bubble bath in your home? Do you you have access to that? Do you have to clean the bathtub because you have kids or somebody washed the dog in it, you know? How much time and and energy is it going to take for you to get there? And are you going to feel better after you do that? 
right. or, you know, not because I know in my house, that's not really a luxury. <laughs> it's right. like, it's, it's more work right. to do something like that. So when you're trying to take care of yourself, less sometimes is more and, uh, regulating your nervous system and emotions is a huge help. The body, uh, calm it, learning how to calm and soothe your body, soothe your body is the number one way to support healing and growth. So instead of doing all the things and trying to meditate and, and do it in a way that looks like, you know, Rafiki from Disney, (laughs) Mm -hmm. uh, where you're this guru with no thoughts going through your mind or trying to do all these things, just, you know, ask yourself, what do you really need less or more? How are you going to feel when you do this? And that kind of self-care that actually helps you meet a need that you have, whether it's for rest or whatever, uh, along with any kind of support or, you know, healing, whether it's, you know, holistic or uh, therapy or any other kind uh, is the most effective way to get out of the state that you're in. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love that. Thank you. Well, my final words before we end this amazing conversation, first and foremost, thank you. Thank you for your time. Because one thing I've realized is time is the most precious commodity that we have in the world. And it's an honor for you to take your time to, to be a part of this. So thank you. I honor that and I honor your time and I honor that I was worthy enough and everyone listening is worthy enough for that because that never comes back. And so thank you. Thank you. And thank you for having me. Yeah, it was amazing. And my final word to everybody is listen, I know it is uncomfortable to say, or to think like, I don't want to relive that situation that happened in my life. But understand, you're reliving it every day you choose to not face it. And that's where why you struggle the way that you do is because you think you're avoiding it and you're not. It is there with you every step of the way. So until you face it, you're going to remain where you're at. There are people in the world whose gifts, we are two of those individuals that can help guide you and provide you a place of safety and security and comfort and guidance. We can't fix you. We can't heal you. We can only guide you to what it is that you need to work on. And I promise you, it is so much easier when you have at your disposal individuals like us to help guide you and bridge that gap. We don't compete. So please understand that when you're in this line of work, we don't compete. The only thing that we see, our only vision in the world is to help individuals see their life better and for the good to continue to push out good. So she's So please understand, so many people say, why do you refer other people? Because you may not resonate with me, or I may can only get you to this point. There's someone else that may resonate with you better, or can get you to a further point. So why not have that network? And that's why I do this podcast, is to show individuals, hey, look, 
Here are all these amazing resources, things that you didn't even know existed are here at your disposal. And we got you. That's all I have to say is we got you. We got you. (laughs) We got you. So I will have all of Michelle's information into the bio of how you can reach out to her, her website, her Instagram, her services, how you can book with her. So Thank you again, Michelle, and I will see everyone later.